Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast. It is Tuesday. It is a busy, busy week. Bears play a little over 48 hours from now in Washington, just outside Washington, D.C. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. with you. Please. On this uh, Tuesday slash Wednesday slash Thursday. I don't know. The whole week it's is a football combi- Friday. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. We've got Please two it- Fridays, a football Friday and then Friday, Friday. I would just like to be addressed correctly. <laughs> the champ is here. World champion. Yeah. World? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> just go the whole distance. Mark Carmen, okay, um, l- yeah, leader of men. There was a big softball trophy uh, victory that was claimed last night by CHGO. I mean, did you I'm drink looking, out of it? We sure did. Uh, I'm looking at this 2017, the Reader, 2018, Chicago, now 2019, the Reader, 2020, pandemic, 2021, the Reader. Last year, WGN had it. And then right here, baby, where it belongs. And by the way, uh, I'm just going to say it right now, like 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 Pat Riley did in '87. Uh, I, we're planning on going back to back, so I don't know if they're even, if they're if they're continuing the league for the people that are in it. I wouldn't even show up next year. So, but uh, yeah, I don't see why we can't just you know. Wow, that was that's, big. That's how I'm. That's how I'm looking. I'm, my eyes are already forward. Uh, we are steadfast. We are. This are you step. like that? Six seventy. Yeah. No, I mean, that's well, just uh, one team in the league. I, you know, there's a lot. Tell of Parkins, we said, what up. Your right, boy. right, right at Danny. Right at Danny. I don't think Danny showed up to one game the whole year. <laughs> I don't care. I no, just no. going just at like Danny. me on the CHGO side. Uh, yeah, big win over six seventy score in Odyssey uh, last night. We will address more of that Thank later you. on in Thank the show. You. But Brian Baldinger is joining us today on Tuesday instead of Wednesday uh, because the Bears play Thursday. We're moving everything up a little bit. And uh, Baldy, really appreciate you moving your schedule around a little bit to help us out today. Thank you so much. Um, better bears yeah. offense i mean even though they uh lost the game <laughs> i mean come on i mean i know moral victories and all that stuff we, we know all that cliche but i mean the ball didn't hit the ground for the first 16 passes that justin the last pass that he threw and a hail mary pass is the only pass he missed in the whole first half yeah. they went up and down the field at will um no it was it was impressive that first half they couldn't finish it and you know the the bootleg that got Denver back in the game. Like I no, this bootleg play action fake in this league right now, nobody is biting on the run. Everybody is overplaying the bootleg. And so you, you know, you get, uh, 
you know, you get Denver right there just playing that and gets out of Justin Fields' hands as soon as he turns around. That was unfortunate. But I thought it was good. Like, they, the, the offense actually looked like it had design. It made sense. Like, you watch these throws. I just went back and studied all the throws. Um, all the throws, none of them were contested catches. Like, they got rid of that stuff. Like, it was, okay, we're going to – we'll roll out here. We'll hit him going to the sideline. We'll hit him, like, on a button hook over the middle. Like, it was – this is the throw – make the throw. And Justin was really good doing that for the most part. Brian, fourth and one of the 18, would you have gone for it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm staying aggressive. I'm just staying aggressive. You you know, I, I live in Philadelphia. I just saw him against Washington this week. I announced the game. Philadelphia is making a living on this. We call it the brotherly shove now in Philadelphia. Maybe Ooh, that's good. Like you just got to get with the rules here. And like, you got a guy that's as strong as any quarterback in this league. Like, you just pushed this thing across. So you, you liked the decision. You didn't like the call. Yeah. You didn't like yeah, them being I mean, – yeah. So uh, let's talk about that because I know uh, – I want to talk about Darnell Wright a little bit with you. Now, he technically on the play they ran out of shotgun, which is questionable on its own. Uh, he said after the game, I got to climb to that linebacker. The head coach said that the, the tackle there needs to chip and get to the linebacker. If you, look at that, if you look at that film, that linebacker comes screaming in there. I, you tell me, that doesn't look like a block that's easy to make, uh, especially for yeah. a rookie playing in his fourth game. Look, Darnell played well outside of a couple plays, the holding call at the end. Like, he just, he just has to realize he can't kill every kid that he's blocking like he did in college. Like, just let him go. Let Khalil Herbert go do it. But outside of that, I mean, for the most part, he played really well. Like, I, I mean – I, I just I've been telling high school, college, pro teams like just study Philadelphia and see how they do it, and just fourth and one, third and one in your own zone on the goal line, short yardage, like just get the push going, like get the moment. I know the Giants didn't do it because they did a terrible job of it last night. It actually has to. There's some work that has to be done, but you know for the most part, like just I know I know they had Cole Komet do it one time. He came under center. Justin Fields is made for this this play exactly. just get with the tush push and just do it take advantage of the rules um you know sticking with the offense with justin fields matt ryan made an observation on the broadcast where he suggested to not let justin fields turn his back to the offensive line that he was doing better when he kept his face forward do you see any sense of that does that make sense to you well, obviously, you know, the, the fumble return for a touchdown, you know, was unfortunate. And, you know, if you turn your back, you might get surprised the way he seemed to be surprised on that play. Um, I see everybody overplaying that bootleg. But, you know, they, he turned his back a, a number of times in that first half with success. And it was the play action really kind of froze Denver. They're not a good defense. They break down all the time. They did against Miami. They did in the first half Sunday. But, yes, I mean, I, I don't – I mean, I'm not here to – you know, criticize Matt Ryan, whatever, whatever he said. But uh, like, there's times that you know, especially a guy as athletic as Justin is, like take advantage of it. You know, I saw Zach Wilson do it on a touchdown the other day of play action. Um, you know, hide the ball, use your mechanics, let the defense try to guess who has it, who doesn't have it. I mean, there's a place to turn your back to the defense. So defensively, um, all right, we see we saw some signs from Justin Fields. I honestly look at this Bears team as like if there's one area where they can keep getting better, it's probably more likely that's going to happen on an offense than defense at this point. I, I, 
what when you look at this Bears defense, I know we talked a little bit about this last week, but what can they possibly do right now to generate any more pressure other than just blitz? Because I, I they kind of do it sometimes, but it's also just not really their identity from the system that Eber, Matt Eberflus wants to run. Well, I mean, look, you're, you're starting two rookie corners out there, right? All right, so it'd be great, it'd be great if Kyler and Jayla were in the lineup and were healthy and could play. I mean, that might change things a little bit and, and some of the versatility of things you could do. Um, you know, the rookie broke down at the end of the game, and I don't know what he was thinking, but they ran right by him. Um, Marvin Mins ran by him. But, you know, look, they, I don't know how many times you can blitz Jaquan Brisker off the edge. You know, it seemed like that was the one changeup. But they ran some twist stunts and did some things with their front four, which they hadn't done the week before against Kansas City. So you saw, like, some things that they did. Um, you know, I just think that, they're a little limited right now by all the injuries. You know, Eddie Jackson's out. Just guys that you would count on to either change things up, gamble, take some chances, um, see things that a rookie just can't see. Like, you're a little hamstrung in, on the back end right now. So, Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens, Baldy, they, they're playing minimal 11 and 9 snaps, 21%, 19% of the plays. I'd like to see them out there more, but maybe you're – you know, forcing a rookie out there because you're just begging for help. I don't, what's your thought on, the, on, on getting them, those guys getting more playing time? Well, I mean, look, they're playing their first, you know, they had 10 draft picks. The first eight are all playing. I mean, Noah Sewell played every special team snap. Like, they're all playing. Now it's a question of, okay, do you want to give them more? Um, I, you know, I don't know what the rotation is and what it's based on right now. But at this point, and I'm not throwing the towel in on the season or anything like that, I mean, you're already playing all eight. You're starting two rookie corners. I mean, there's rookies everywhere. Let them play. Let, let, them, let them get as much experience as you. If you believe in them, like this is a Pete Carroll thing. Like I asked Pete one time, he was playing some rookie, and he had all, all rookies playing last night. He just told me a long time ago, he goes, look, if you think you drafted the right guy, don't be afraid to play a rookie. Because they might make mistakes early, but they're going to help you win late. So get them as much experience as they possibly. If they're good players, you believe in them, get them as much experience as you can, as early as you can. So that has me just a little concerned, Baldy, because that actually seems to be what Matt Eberflus says all the time, too. Like, I'm not afraid to play rookies. Last year he threw uh, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker out there, starters right away. He did yeah. it this year with Tyreek Stevenson. That kind of just tells me they don't feel like Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens are – they, they can trust them enough yet because otherwise I feel like they would be out there more. Well, it's, it's hard. It's hard to play rookie linemen. I mean, the, I'm like I'm in Philadelphia. Jalen Carter is as talented a rookie defensive lineman as I've seen in a long time. He doesn't start, and he plays less than half the snaps. And on almost any given team, like that guy would be like you wouldn't want him off the field. It's hard for defensive linemen because the game is just so different up front. I mean, nobody runs power football, even in the SEC. I mean, it's all spread, and you just don't see plays and and the things that you see in the NFL, the traps, uh, the whams, all this. It's hard to, to get your eyes to see everything that you're supposed to see. Now, to your point, the only way you're going to see it is by playing. So it's a little bit of a conundrum right there. Well, you talk about a rookie that's going to be on the other side of the field for the Bears here on Thursday. You got to see him in person, uh, quarterback Sam Howell for uh, Washington. Uh, what are your takeaways from him? Seems like he's off to a pretty good start of his rookie career or rookie season. 
uh, and, and how can the Bears try to stymie him? Well, he's actually a second-year player. He, he, he was a rookie last year. Oh, my bad, year. second year. Okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, for the most part, he played one game last year. Okay. So he's, he started five games in his career. He's, he's basically a rookie. But I tell you, you know, the week before against Buffalo, he just refused to take a check down. I mean, I, I think he was in the Patrick Mahomes playbook, you know, with Eric Bieniemy, And he was taking these shots, and there was no need to take these shots. And he got picked off four times, and he fumbled, you know. So, but he really came out against Philadelphia. I mean, he, he took the, the team right down the field and scored. I mean, the kid has poise. He sees the field very well. And last week, he said, okay, it's first and 10. I'll take the check down. I'll go to second and seven. That's a good play. And, like, he, he fixed that aspect of it. And he made one good decision. And, look, guys, they're in Philadelphia. The place is going nuts. It's 31-24. He's got a minute and 37 seconds and a timeout left. And he takes the team down the field and scores on the final play of the game on an unbelievable throw to Jahan Dotson. Like, he showed a ton last week to me. And I think to his team and really to everybody in the NFC East, like you have to respect this kid. He's got guts. He can run. Um, he'll take, stay in there and take the wicked shot. He got sacked nine times and hit 15 against uh, Buffalo. Like he doesn't flinch. Like there's a lot there that you, that you really admire about the kid. So uh, what is Eric Bieniemy bringing them right now? Because I found it fascinating that all, after all these years of him, you know, getting passed up on head coaching opportunities, his name's been such a hot name, being on, you know, the Chiefs OC, that he ends up taking a, a leap over to Washington, where as much as Ron Rivera is respected in the league, we love him here in Chicago too from his days here, that it, it almost seemed like Ron Rivera was on the hot seat and maybe went, wouldn't be there that long. So it seemed like a risky job for Eric Bieniemy to take. What has he given them so far uh, in this young season? I think a couple things jump out. One, tremendous leadership. Uh, I mean, he, he is the offense. It's his offense. It's his menu. Uh, second, I mean, there was, I remember I was in training camp tour and like guys were bitching in, in Washington about, you know, how, hardy coach and i'm like good like i hope they're bitching because when they start winning some games they're not gonna you won't hear any of that like he's demanding you see attention to detail uh the offensive line really played much much better against a very good front last week i think he's got his hands all over the offense and then he knows the, how to get the ball to his playmakers i mean terry mclaren is a great player in any offense he's a great player um he's got three tight ends that he uses um they're not as skilled as seattle's tight ends but he's got three tight ends that he, he has figured out how to use, get on the field, help protect. Um, he leans on the run game. Brian Robinson's a good back. Uh, I, I see his hands all over this, this offense. And the demands and what he expects, though, I think is the biggest thing. And how he's not letting anybody skate on that team right now on that side of the ball. Baldy, Bears fans need something. And... The one thing we can hope for right now is that Justin Fields and Luke Getze unlocked the future for the quarterback and the offense. Do you see? Are you going? Do you need to see more to believe it, or are you like, nah, I, hey, this is a good start, and I actually think that you know going forward there is something there that they found. Well, it'd have been nice to finish the game last week, take the ball down the field and score. You got the ball. I mean, in this league, a minute and a half is an eternity. Like, finish the game. Go kick the field goal. Go win the game. So that's disappointing to me. Um, 
it's still on the quarterback to finish these games and make these plays. I don't care what what's in front of them. It's up to the quarterback. So, but yes, I mean, it was a good, it was a good first half. It was for the most part, I thought they get a little conservative um, in the second half up, up 28, seven. I mean, it's just me, like put the foot on the gas, keep it going. They haven't stopped you, make them stop you. They gave up 70. That team has no confidence on defense from the week before, like bury them. And I didn't see that. So that was disappointing. So along those lines, I, on here. yeah, I mean, like I'm sitting there at the end of the half, it's 21, seven. They're kind of sitting on, I'm like, what are you, are you, are you kidding? You, first of all, your defense is not going to hold them to 21. Most likely let's, and you need more points aside from this, the whole philosophy, which takes me to Matt Eberflus, 14 losses in a row. He looks lost in press conferences right now. So, you know, your fan base is, is freaking out. And then this guy gets up there and he can't ask, he can't answer, you know, he can't answer a question. He sounds like I just sounded right there. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, if they lose on Thursday, you've lost 15 in a row if that happens and you don't look great, would you consider a coaching change this early in the season? I wouldn't change the coaches yet. I mean, Jim Johnson, Jimmy Johnson was 1-15 his rookie year. To his credit, all he did was figure out how he could improve the roster, like every single waking second of the day. Herschel Walker, I don't care how good he is. I'm trading that. I'm getting six picks. Like, I'm going to fix this roster. But that's back when Jimmy ran the draft, and he made every trade in the draft. He was the general manager, the head coach, the whole thing. And there's not many of those guys, you know, that know how to do that. And I don't know if Matt does or not, but – it's hard if you lost 14 in a row to sound confident, but you better figure out a way to walk into the room and walk into Hallis Hall and have like an exterior at least where you're firm and in command. And if you're like standing up there and you're not really sure, you're not sure of yourself, everybody's going to feel that, including the team. So if that continues. So uh, I guess, I guess yeah. the million dollar question for Bears fans, and maybe we're skipping a few steps ahead. But right now the Bears hold the first and the second pick in the draft. If if the Bears have the number one pick, is there any threshold that Justin Fields can surpass that the Bears wouldn't draft Caleb Williams? You have to draft the best player. Caleb Williams has been the best player for two years in a row in college football. Like I worked with a kid when he was a 17-year-old high school kid in, in Maryland, and I thought if he went to the combine as a 17-year-old, he'd be the, the highlight of the whole combine when he was 17. Like you walk him in a, in, a, in a film room, he's breaking down every protection, he's breaking down every coverage, how to attack it. He was doing this when he was 17. And his arm strength was every bit as good as Justin's or Russell Wilson or anybody else at that age. Now he's been coached by Lincoln Riley and Cliff Kingsbury this year. Like he's the best player in the draft, you draft the best player, figure out everything else. Wow. Which, uh, okay, I, that just confirmed what I have been believing when I was driving in today. The Bears should just forfeit the rest of the season. <laughs> there, there, there's nothing to be gained by playing. Just, just turn the lights off up, on this show. Call, call, we'll come back and draft when it's draft season. We'll figure out something to do. Don't worry about us. Just, yeah. just yeah. okay. Right. I, that, that, that is, uh, that's. Baldy, if you can't tell, this city needs a victory. This team needs a victory. I, look, I, I feel you. I really do. I mean, I played on a 1-15, one one fifteen team one year in Indianapolis. I I I was afraid like they didn't have DoorDash and all this stuff back then. Like I didn't want to go to the grocery store and you know pick up bread and peanut butter. Like I didn't want to do anything. Like I just wanted to hide. It's you know it's hard. It's really hard. Baldy, we 
Yeah. You got one more? I just, I just want to just touch on Claypool before we go. Uh, Baldy, he's one of the most talented players on this roster. Is he? Is he? I, is talented, he? I, I would really? say. Well, no. I, I okay. See, I, can the guy run a route? Like, can you count on him? Will he go up and compete for a ball in the air? Like, I, I understand what you're saying. He's six foot four, got all this stuff. I mean, Pittsburgh felt like they fleeced Chicago when they traded him. I mean, it was yeah. a fleece. Like, they couldn't wait. Like, I'm not here to badmouth any player. But if you say he's one of the most talented players, all I want anybody to tell me when they say that, show me. Show me the talent. Fair enough. I I, I will crawl back underneath uh, this chair and because and, and, I'm not – I am talking about his physical traits and not what he actually does on the field, which ultimately is what matters clearly. So – I, I think you're you already just answered the question. Like there, there's there's no way you're looking the other way at the stuff that he's doing and playing this dude, hoping to unlock something. You're actually doing what the Bears are doing, which is saying goodbye. We're gonna it's sunk cost. Well, we well, lost. I mean, we're not at Hallis Hall watching work habits, but work habits transfer to Sundays. Attention to detail starts during the week, and you can tell that there is a disconnect between the level of detail necessary to be a really good player and play to your potential in this league and a guy that just got scratched on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Baldy, thank you once again. Appreciate you moving your schedule around for this Thursday game. And um, have a great day. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the football this week. How do you you make that W? How do do they do that like that? I think – I forget, actually. I haven't seen the W in a long time. (laughs) Whatever. He's got a trophy here. Is that that it? (laughs) Whatever shows you go on, this is the only one that has a title today, Baldy. Just know that. All right. All right. I see you guys. All right. Appreciate you. All right. There you go. There is Ryan Baldinger. Follow him on Twitter at Baldy NFL. He's got a good breakdown. Just don't eat the W like Jameis Winston. No, you can eat the W. You can eat the crab legs. You can, you can do whatever you want. Baldy's awesome. He's the best. Baldy's awesome. I mean, he. I'm so happy we get him every week. That was a great answer on Claypool. What what talent? Uh, It was. I don't know why you keep going there. Going where? He's not. He's not a a a a track Olympian. Congrats on he being runs a four three. Congrats. Six, four. He cannot play the game of football. Okay. All right. Draft but, football players. Acquire football players. Puka, How many times do I say this Akua. between January and April before the draft? I'm so sick of this. How did I get in a position of defending Chase Claypool? <laughs> I don't know. Why did you put yourself dominant? There? I, I'm not. That's the guy who said he's the greatest <laughs> player he's ever seen in Bears training camp no, history. I, oh God! You, 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 <laughs> really, you said he was dominating training camp. For 10 days. Just focus on your bad take. Well, my my bad take. I already got enough today with my Sam Howell. Yeah, with my bad take, which was not that Sam Howell. No one saw Sam Howell play football. I forgot. Yeah, I don't. That was an honest mistake. I totally forgot. That was an honest mistake. No, that was horrible. Uh, (laughs) And I think you should have to do 10 push-ups right now. You should see my fantasy team. I can't pay attention to the rest of the league. The, the, The point that I was trying to make, which was not a great point, was that they're giving up on somebody that was in theory supposed to be one of their most quote talented receivers with production and I'm wondering how much that's on the coaching staff for not handling that dude but whatever they didn't handle him it's over see you later and he might get cut today yeah we'll see um all right we're gonna get to Nicholas Moriano who's been out of house hall covering the coordinator press conferences before we get there welcoming a brand new sponsor to the show we're very excited about this circa our guys sportsbook 
They are here in Illinois. They have arrived. Finally. Um, now, I had, I did some reading on this actually last night because um, their model's a little bit different than some of these other ones that are out there. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest, like, hardcore gambler dude. I, lo- I think it's a lot of fun. But some of these um, terms and things, I, they need to be explained to me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But... I read up on this and tried to understand it, but the bottom line is Circa tries to, you know, instead of giving you all those, like, promotional things all the time, they just try to give you better odds. It's as simple as that, right? So games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa sports menu, unlike other sports books, which use minus 115, or, uh, yeah, my, minus 115, minus 20. means they're taking less of the uh, – of. Basically, your money off the top. Yeah, the vig, uh, man. It's all about the vig, the juice. The juice. What's vig? Vig. That's what the the, the, the house takes. It's the, the same vig. thing. Yeah, vig okay. same I just thing. didn't hear that. Okay. Uh, Circle Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, like futures, golf tournaments, etc. Especially compared to other books, they have high app limits. They're transparent. Circle Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits. Unlike other books, they will limit winning players. Circa encourages bettors to download, explore all sports betting apps available. They're not shying. They're not. They're not scared of the competition. Just like Carm wasn't scared of all. You know, the competition in the softball league. They they encourage you to compare the lines from each sports book because you're going to see that theirs are the best. Uh, and their customer service is unmatched. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who will use chat box, chat bots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text G-A-M-B to 833-234. Visit areyoureallywinning.com. You know, you couldn't watch us win the championship last night on Fubo TV, but that's the only thing that you couldn't watch on Fubo TV. Uh, you got to go to georgebliss.com for that. But 140 live channels, everything else you get at Fubo TV, your shows, your movies, and, of course, your sports. That's right, the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. If you haven't done it, do it right now. Start watching immediately with a free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Sign up, start watching. And yes, by the way, if you are traveling, you can watch local teams whenever, wherever you are. So it's awesome for that part of your life as well. College football, Big Ten, NFL, Bears, Net, NFL Network, Red Zone, all of it. Watch all your college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo. Sign up and you get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Nicholas Moriano at Hell's Hall. Nick. Also a champion. He's a champion. This is a champion at life, really. I got it right here. Nick Moriano. He's on he's on the ball right there for you. And I gotta tell you. I'm I'm gonna secretly sign that ball by the end of the day. The Nick's uh better half Stephanie was absolutely dominant last night. Her best game of the season when we absolutely had to have it. So and that's much. uh yeah, that's what we need Justin Fields to do on in the fourth exactly quarter. Exactly right. Nick so, 
sorry to uh, leave you waiting there. Sorry to pull a carm and do that to you. Um, when you want to talk about leadership, he put last year when they <laughs> lost in the playoffs, 19 to four to the same team you beat. He put June 27th. We got our asses kicked. This tonight. is Nick. You're quoting now. Nick yeah. said this. This is what a leader says. Take notes, Matt Eberflus. We got our asses kicked tonight. <laughs> But it's only year one for CHGO Sports and the keeper of the Cup League. We will get there. Let's now, go. Champions. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And as I said earlier, Nick, if you weren't watching the show, I guaranteed a back-to-back. So, you know, just, just stay ready. <laughs> so that was the opposite. Yeah, I mean, look, Nick. this first year, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I, just, I didn't even know how to hit out there. I can feel that I can run. So once I learn actually how to hit, it's, it's over with. Like, it's going to be running back-to-back-to-back. To back to back, so, yeah, well, we oh, yeah, that. It, I we, agree with that. We knew that the one day they put you in charge of the lineup last year and you drew a tri- triangle <laughs> and not a baseball diamond. <laughs> Well, and I play football. <laughs> I play football. If we're going down that road, Nick's on third base last night. There's nobody out. I'm coaching third. Fly ball to the outfield. I'm like tag, tag, tag. He's three feet down the line. Tag, tag. Doesn't tag. Then he's coming back. Then they're throwing the ball at him. Then he's. Then all of a sudden, the, I mean, the ball's right there. The dude just takes off for home plate. I'm like. You're the worst player I've ever seen. <laughs> but he got around the catcher and scored, and I said, we will be working on that in the offseason. So it all worked out because the dude is as fast as hell. So listen, natural. He's like, the, he's like Claypool with a good attitude. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think I want to be associated with yeah, Claypool. That's bad. But that's I get bad. what you're saying there. I, Nick, I get what you're saying. But you're yeah, a champion. Bottom line, Careful, you're a champion. They might carry him out of hell so right now, too, <laughs> just for that comparison. Um, all, right. all right, Nick's no, back Nick's, to football. Yeah, back to football. Nick's there. Uh, what, tell us about the press conferences. We haven't been able to see them. Um, you had uh, Luke Getzey and uh, Richard Hightower, and the um, that's all who talks. Fourth now. and one. What did he say? Any, was anybody fired? <laughs> Nobody was fired. But here, before we get to the fourth and one, I want to go to the strip sack fumble that really was the game changing play in, in that uh, Bears Broncos game. So Luke Etsy was asked about it. He said, and was asked, what's the coaching point on that? And he said, that goal line play that you saw to Khalil Herbert, that was a touchdown, basically the same concept. It's called a, what Luke Getze described as a dirty edge when you have those bootlegs. So someone is going to be, you know, coming off the edge free. So you got to come out high on those plays. And when you recognize the rusher is high, you got to pull up. So Justin Fields was able to do that on the Khalil Herbert touchdown. He's able to recognize where it was at, the high, and get that touchdown. And I went back and watched the film real quick before coming on here. The Bears are on the two-yard line on that Herbert touchdown, you guys. Fields gets to his drop back, and his back foot hits at the 12-yard line. So he gets 10 yards of depth, pulls up, freezes the defender, able to throw the touchdown. On the sack strip fumble, same thing. They're both under center. Bears on the 49-yard line of Denver. Fields only gets seven yards of depth on that one. Gets to the 44, the defender's right there, strip sack fumble. And the big thing that Getsy was saying is that um, you just on the one touchdown, he was able to pull up because he got the right depth. On the one where the strip sack fumble, he didn't. So it's a little details again. So if you're looking on blame, is that on Getsy? Is that on Fields? Now you see where the depth is at. It's probably on Fields on that one. So, okay, because I haven't seen the press conference. That's fine. You're, you're probably right with the five yards. It's a, it's a great observation by you, too. Did he then follow that up with, but maybe I shouldn't have called that play? 
He did not, um, but he did say how... Sorry, that's what's bothering me here, Nick. Right? Like, it's okay to point out that, hey, that the quarterback didn't get the same amount of depth. But maybe you should also add, you know, Justin kind of bailed me out on that last one, too, when he got that touchdown to Khalil Herbert because Justin made an incredible play on that. And it's like we, we probably should have seen that they kept blitzing the boot and maybe I shouldn't have caught. Like, even if it's – maybe if it's not even how you feel. That's what – in my opinion, that's what good coaches do. They still deflect some of the blame off the players. You can explain what the player did wrong, but then also add – I got to do better too there. Maybe I shouldn't put that player in that position. The same thing happened with Darnell Wright takes the blame for the fourth and one. I got to get to the linebacker. Then Flus comes to the podium. Yeah, the tackle there's got to chip and get to the linebacker. Meanwhile, we have Josh Lucas on Hogan Johnson today breaking down film, and he's like, there's not a single tackle in the league that could get to that linebacker the way the linebacker basically run blitzed on the play because they knew what play was calling. It was a bad play call. And I haven't heard anyone else. Did What did he say about that? Did he take any responsibility for that call? Yeah, so the fourth and one, um, one, he wanted to make sure everyone was on the same page in terms of what that call was and so they can execute it properly. But he did say, Getsy, that Fields was comfortable with it. That was a play. That was the third or fourth time they ran that play in that game. And Luke Getsy said defensively how they were lined up. It was it was perfect for what that play call was. But then again, he also said we just didn't do the job, didn't execute on our part based off of what the defense was presenting. And again, he said that this was a, a, a play that Fields was comfortable running. He made the right decision to give it. Uh, Getsy said so. Fields made the right decision. Just again, didn't execute it right. Okay, <laughs> that's infuriating. I mean, that's infuriating. It's always I, the execution. I, I don't mean to plug the other show, but I'm telling. We have a film breakdown on Hogan Johns on the on the YouTube channel. When this show's over, go check it out. Josh Lucas says there's not a tackle that can get to that, and, and he broke it down from three different angles. There's not a tackle that can make the block on the linebacker. Asking that player to do that is not fair and I feel the same way about the boot the fumble okay maybe if Justin goes five yards back it's not a fumble but he's got nowhere to to go on that one the guy is in the backfield on his ass it too fast because it's too predictable both of those plays were too predictable the players reacted the Denver Broncos reacted like they knew what was coming and that bad things happen for the Bears on both of those plays. And it's not just all on the players. To put it all on the players, quite frankly, I think is bullshit. And real quickly on that strip sack fumble too, you see the design. Cole Komet's kind of going from left to the right. It's supposed to be open on the on the, the, the flat there. That's not there. So if, even if Fields avoids that, you know, that dirty edge defender there, there's nowhere for Fields to really go with it. And unless he improvises and makes something happen out of nothing. But I asked Luke Getze, too, about Washington. What's kind of the challenge of running those nakeds and boots against a front like that? And he says it's a challenge every week because every, when you got a guy like Justin and everyone's planning for it. So going back to what you kind of said, Adam, everyone's planning for Justin, for their edge rushes to kind of rush at Justin freely. So they know that's going to happen. But like to your point, they're still doing it anyway and expecting Justin to make these, they, again, the right depth, the right read, to make an incredible play out of it to, to maybe make something happen offensively. Did anybody ask him, Nick, whether or not he feels like they've found a formula they can use 
going forward here that's going to give this offense some relative consistent success? Yeah, so he was asked, um, you know, a question about that. What can carry forward from that game? And he said, like, the offense had 78 snaps in, as opposed to around the 50 that they've been having in the previous games. And just when you get the explosive plays and are able to run the ball, that you can carry that over. But he was also asked, is that more progress on the Bears' offense or, you know, playing a crap defense? Right. And Getsy said, well, everyone in this league is really good. Every challenge is different as well. But um, And then he went into talking about Washington's front and how good they are. But, um, you know, to an extent, I, I do see what Luke Getsy's saying. But, you know, Denver's just giving everybody yards and points at this point. So uh, we got to see how they're going to get creative. And I think that's going to – that was something that Cole Komet said in his press conference yesterday that against Washington's front, you have to get creative. When I asked Luke Getzey the question about the nakeds and boots, like how does that change up your game plan? He said, we just got to get creative to get every aspect of our game going. So in this Thursday night game, guys, if we see some something different offensively, creativity, so to speak, uh, I wouldn't be surprised because we heard it from Cole Komet, just kind of heard it from Luke Getzey. So we'll see how that plays out on, on Thursday night. You bring up Cole Komet, and this is something I, I really am, even if we're a game later, look forward to asking him about on this clarification. But I want to get your perspective on that interception play. Because he explained it. Justin explained it. They're trying to take responsibility for what went wrong. But at one point, the thing that stuck out to me in Cole's explanation was he said, I ran that route a little longer than we normally do because I'm trying to get the first down. But then why did he stop? That doesn't align with the logic he's trying to say. If he's trying to run the route longer because he's trying to get to the sticks, to me, he stops. And Fields is throwing with anticipation to lead him to that spot. So I don't understand. To me, that confuses me. If he's trying to get the first down, but why are you stopping then? Yeah, so Cole Komet, he's stopping, and then he's going to break back out the other way. And that's why Justin okay. Fields put it to that spot. Cole's going to try to create leverage with his body and go the opposite direction. But Luke, Luke was asked about that, um, you know, the interception. And he did mention the depth of the route, you have to give it more time to develop. So for Fields, uh, again, I think that's where a time where if you have a little bit more time, he's going to see that Cole's trying to create separation going the other way and doing what he's supposed to do. And I think just, you know, Fields saw something different, differently, wanted him to, quote-unquote, play football, kind of improvise there. And that's kind of why Cole ran it the way he did. But, again, those two were just not on the same page, the same wavelength. And just going to, you know, it's going to take time, I guess, to, to see those guys. But those are two that you expect the, the chemistry to be there. What's frustrating is the – he actually does try to anticipate the throw there. He tries to throw anticipatory mm-hmm. throw there, and it turns into an interception – and then however many snaps it was before that, just a couple on the intentional grounding, he misses the anticipatory throw. He should have the Tyler Scott, and he just doesn't take it. He doesn't throw it, and then the protection in front of him is crap, and then he dirts the ball when he can't, when he's in the pocket, and it's intentional grounding. So it's this is the battle right now that's going on with Justin Fields, and I, I don't fault him for the interception because I would much rather see him pull the trigger. We're at that point. Throw the ball. Throw the ball and learn from it on the back end with the wide receiver. Um, trust that it's not going to be an interception, even though in that moment it turned out to be. That sucks. But I'm okay with that interception at the end of the game. 
Is Tevin Jenkins going to play on Thursday, or is this something where he's going to get eased back by after the the extended break? Yeah, Luke Etsy was asked about Tevin Jenkins, um, and he, he was asked, does he have a legitimate chance to play? And Getsy said, I would assume he has a legitimate chance. There, you know, one one of the, there are a couple benefits to for Tevin Jenkins. He's not one of the new guys. He has a comfort level there, but really, ultimately, they're excited to see how far he can come in these next couple of days. You have some walkthrough practices, so you're not going to see, you know, what a typical week would look like if you're trying to get a player acclimated back into the starting lineup, but. He said, I would assume he has a legitimate chance, you guys, and that would be a big, I think, a big upgrade for a Bears offensive line. Like that play that you mentioned, Adam, where the intentional grounding, the, there's three down linemen and five, you know, you know five-man protection, and yet you somehow get defenders in the backfield, field throws, or has the intentional grounding. That cannot happen. So maybe if Tevin Jenkins can play, it's definitely going to be an upgrade for that offensive the line. Guy, yeah, the guy who hit fields on that wasn't even really rushing. It was just like, oh, that guy's not blocking me anymore. I guess I should go rush the quarterback. Um, hey, so this whole interview here started with your manager oddly throwing you under the bus after a championship win for no, – uh, I didn't. It, it's just weird. I'm it's, getting – I hold people accountable unlike the head coach of the Chicago Bears. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> however, however, I think we should hold the manager accountable as well. I am getting texts from sources that would like me to ask the manager here, manager of the year, Mark Harmon, about what happened when he got doubled off second base. Oh boy! Yeah, no, that, you know, I, I got to look in the mirror on that, and uh, I forget who was at the plate, but it was a, sh- a shallow pop up in the in the left field, and I was on second, and I was anticipating a drop because. Chicago public media was having some trouble with some pop-ups, uh, but the left fielder did come in and make a nice play. And I, I'm telling you, I wasn't even that far off the bag, but they threw behind me and they got me and I was out and I felt terrible about it. So that's 1000%. Like you were a little too far off the bag. I, I was, I was, that was I very hear excuses. I was going to say, so here you are. Okay. I'm better than Flus because I'm holding my players accountable, but you kind of just pulled a getsy because yeah. you, you blamed it on one player, but then you didn't turn it on yourself yeah. either. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to rescind this. Good play ma- by the defense. Yeah. And, well, uh, you know, you guys are making fine points here, but again, um, what I'd like to do is hold up the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 the point that I made with Nick, it, it, we do have to work on when how to tag up properly. I didn't think we had that issue, but we we learned that <laughs> last night that we do, and and we we're gonna and that's just like something that we can be better at next year. But again, Nick did score, and uh, listen. Truth be told, Nicholas Moriano was a phenomenal teammate and a reason why CHGO won the whole damn thing this year. He played every single position. Uh, he broke his finger. He was literally everywhere in the outfield, played in the infield, hit at the top of the order, hit at the bottom of the order, brought the lovely Stephanie, which, you know, we were at times short. Uh, you have to have t- t- at least two women to play. So. We wouldn't have had that without Stephanie last night, who played a great game, too. Uh, Nick is one of my heroes, and it was an absolute... press conference over yet? It, it was a pleasure to manage him. So thank you, Nicholas, and great job today out at Alice Hall. Appreciate it, you guys. Uh, yeah. Carm, you did fantastic managing this team, and we wouldn't have gotten the championship without you. I'll say, it, I'll say that. I'm proud of you guys. Thank and you. I, and I mean that. Thank you. Nick, anything thank you. else we missed before we let you go? Eddie Jackson? <laughs> Uh, nothing was asked about Eddie Jackson with Getsy and, and Hightower talking. Um, real quickly, like Getsy wasn't really going to talk about Chase Claypool at all, you guys. He, he kind of said he'll leave that to to Ryan and 
and um, Matt Eberflus. But, you know, when we were at training camp, he was making some plays um, in, you know, some of the practices there. And he was asked, is it is it a challenge? It, because he was supposed to be a big part of the offense. And how does it change your offense, essentially? And Getzi kind of was just saying, well, now, you know, it's always a challenge. You never know who's going to be in and out. But it allows him to kind of know some of the other guys a little bit more. Like a guy that we haven't seen really on offense, unless it's a very gimmicky type play, is Valus Jones Jr. With Chase Claypool out, does that create more opportunities for him to be on offense? I guess we have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's too big of an issue or how they're kind of approaching, you know, the wide receiver depth or how they're going to do things offensively without Chase Claypool. I, I heard some whispers about Eddie might being able to play on Thursday. Okay, final question for me. Richard Hightower, last week when I listened to him, I was like, man, this guy – kind of has the presence of a head coach if some fans get what they want and the bears can't win on thursday and they fire everyone could richard hightower be the interim head coach for the rest of the year do you think he'd be a good fit for that well mark and i were talking about that actually last night after we were celebrating our you know softball championship who would be you know a guy up to the task and hightower i think approaches things the right way and you know, always uh, every question asked is a great question. But I think that, uh, you know, Hightower definitely, I think, would be in the makings of, of, like, being a head coach one day if he consistently shows that, you know, he could do things right. But really, when you look at it, you guys, who else Who else would the Bears even have? Is John Hoke a guy that would take over? Like, there's not many great options, but I put a Hightower up there. Okay. Hightower, high point. Let's go, Nick. Nick, uh, appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your day. And uh, tomorrow, Will and Nick will have your uh, preview show for Bears and Commanders while Carmen and I invade Hal's Hall. Talk to you later, man. All right, you guys. There he is, uh, Nicholas Moriano. Hey, but before we get too far away from it, because we're shouting out Nick, I just want to shout out some other people but go ahead are you going to shift the softball or can i follow up on yeah, the head coach thing we got a hard out we got you know well i but yeah. yes but we follow up on the head coach thing follow yeah. up on the head coach thing go ahead you did give me a scary look <laughs> well no 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 first of all i, I like richard hightower his special teams continue to be fine um so now the only thing i would say is again i don't really anticipate any type of change but if you were going to go down that route I think the context of how the Bears offense and more specifically Justin Fields plays Thursday night. Do you consider, again, in the hypothetical that there's a weird, random, first-time-ever head coach fired in the middle of the season, which I sincerely doubt, if that happens, would you consider promoting Luke Getze? I know that sounds crazy. Very. Because everyone's mad at Getze right now. But if you have back-to-back games where Justin looks better, does it make sense to – I mean, you want Getsy fired. I, I'm just saying, if it's two games in a row where the offense improves, where Justin Fields is improving and looking better, I don't see how getting rid of that guy – and I have – trust me, I just just got upset with him about the press conference. I just I, – I hate some of these play calls in the fourth quarter – I think he's, a lot of the stuff's been too predictable. So I'm by no means sitting here like banging the table for Luke Getze to be named interim head coach. I'm just saying I don't know that that – we just can't lose sight of what's still important here, I guess is my point. It, it, and and ma- putting Justin Fields in a worse position for the rest of the season, I, I, I don't think that that's smart. 
Would it's, you say he's done a good job of developing Justin Fields? Well, what I'm saying is if it's back-to-back games, though, where all of a sudden that development's coming around, getting rid of the OC when okay. they have a good relationship, as far as we know, no, they that, still do. That's fair. If they take another step, and that was the headline yeah. of our show, if they can take another step here on Thursday, win or lose, from an offensive and quarterback standpoint, then I'm giving that a little more rope, 100%. Listen, as a CEO who wins championships because of guys like Ben Werner who stepped up at short and Adam Harris in center field. This is exhausting. And, and, I honestly and, wish and, the and, score had won last and, night. And Brandon Harris yeah. at left field who was had just a phenomenal game last night and, and Fish on the mound. We're going to hear about this and, all year. And Nick and, and everybody who contributed from Mario to Sean to to, to Herb, our, our all-star DHing. He can't win at tennis, night. but he's got this you, now. You, you, you do not. You absolutely do not take the offensive coordinator away from the quarterback right now. You just don't. That's right. They're, all their names are on there. It would, never a doubt. And we had some some. Uh, all right, some, transition this some to up and downs, side but, but my guy's got it done. Let's go. uh, yeah. So no, you do not do that. And by the way, Hogue, he's got enough on his plate. So no, if you're if you're getting rid of Matt Eberflus, give it to Richard Hightower. Let him get up there, Mister Positive. Locker room respect him. Luke Getzey, you're the OC. That's we're, how I would do we're it. Four games removed from Luke Getzey being a head coaching candidate. He coached the Senior Bowl. Everything was. I mean, it's just okay. It's, okay. it's amazing. It's uh, amazing I, how much I has mean, changed. I'm, I'm just I, pointing out. It's amazing how quickly this is the NFL, man. Not for long. Things. I, I, I nominate myself and Adam Harris. I think we could do it. Lawrence Benedetto, by the way, huge contribution last night. I saw him uh, came take, to a, the game. take a video. Somebody somebody <laughs> came and supported. Great, <laughs> great photo. So, I, yeah, it's 10 minutes from my house. I got to go. Anybody all else right. come out and support? <laughs> Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside is everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. They have easy online ordering, in-store pickup, a great transparent loyalty program they call Sunnyside Rewards. They are Illinois' favorite dispensary. Their Sunnyside House of Brands includes Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Flora Cal, Wonder, and Remedy. Now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season uh, must before, be 21 plus or an Illinois Med card holder there <laughs> guy. Yes, you, yes you do well, I just before you know Braggs tells you about folk I just want to remind everybody that Dennis Gambino had an unbelievable slide into home last night and he had a huge raspberry on his thing he just battled through dude I mean dude's tougher than Claypool okay Braggs go ahead yeah and you know what else is unbelievable the support we get from FOCO F-O-C-O use the code C-H-G-O for all non-presale items get fitted out in the best sports gear around hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and everything in between playoff baseball season is here no more Chicago playoffs are dashed with their hopes and dreams but you can still get aloha shirts straw hats polos bags and everything you need for a game if you root for a baseball team outside of the city and you're going to a game get fitted out with foco uh the set decorations you see here the justin fields bobblehead right here on the table and everything you see behind us they donated and showed some love here to our set so go show them some love and check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off all right now we shift to our guy ray scarpelli our uh, car guy 
our fantasy football guy, our Bears guy, uh, you name it, he's got it. And uh, Ray is joining us now on the show. Again, he usually joins us on Wednesdays, but it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday all in one day today. So, uh, Ray, what's going on? Welcome. Wait, hold on one second. For some reason, this is... Hold on. Give me a second here. I'm in live mode. What's happening? Nice balloons, Ray. It's, you look great, Ray. Hold on. Here we go. I believe in you, Ray. There we go. Ray, you're there tougher than... Go. Sorry about that. Here he is. Hi, Ray. Ray, um... Where's Did your- you miss us? <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, all I could imagine was just your reaction during that Denver Bears game. I was driving up to Galena at the time, and we were listening to it on the radio. And on my grandpa's farm, there's not really good reception, right? So I can't really follow along on my phone too well. But we were up 21 points. I'm like, okay, we get a W. Well, we continue through the farm, and I get better reception, and I find out we lose. I'm like, how did this even happen, man? I mean, just it was it was brutal, brutal. Essentially, brutal. like an Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, where the guy rips his heart out and shows it to him. That's what was happening to me in that moment. Ray, I'd like to congratulate you on being a part of this program because, uh, let's be honest, the numbers have been going crazy. I'd also like to apologize to you uh, for the football team that is not giving you any joy. <laughs> but they're good. But it's. But we have to stay positive, Ray. You yep. loved what you saw from Justin Fields. Tell us, Ray. You 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 you're back in there. You believe in QB one. You were standing with Fields. You were doing everything that we begged everyone to do. Dude, of course. I mean, here I I love Fields. I mean, here it was one of his best games as a passer. I mean, that's kind of what we wanted to see in game one. But we get in this game, so all good, right? These uh, things take time, but. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of discussion, right, with, uh, you know, the draft position and everything. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, here we got Carolina's pick. We got, obviously, our own pick. So it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out as the season progresses. Ray, what kind of car is that behind you? Dodge Challenger in the sublime green. It's a beautiful car. Beautiful car. I like that. I like that color. Uh, all right. So you texted me this morning. I like this. So raise our fantasy guy. Hogue Mansion now has six garages built. He's, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Look at that Dodge too, Ray. I think my biggest surprise about Hogue was that he's a tr- pickup truck guy. Would have never in a million Not years. Not anymore, though, because I went to Ray and oh, I traded Ray in for the, G- oh. the Cherokee. They got oh, the third no row. Surprise. Well, Ray, the fact that you had one was a big surprise to me. Why is he, why is Hogue Mansion trading anything in? Just add on. You're a t- you're a ten car guy. I drive, you drive this on Tuesday, that on Wednesday. Let's go. I wish. I, I don't. I have a two car garage. That's all I got. Um, by the way, you're not the only one. I park on the street. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Ray's our fantasy guy, and I, he, he was texting me this this morning. His fantasy league. They have this. I love this rule. If you beat somebody by 50 points in their fantasy league you get to rename your opponent's team oh so he wanted our commenters to help rename the team so ray i assume you're the king of the hill team yes in this scenario and getting gritty sorry buddy you got blown out we need uh we need a good we need a good team I mean, that looks like. All right, so getting gritty, explain him to us. Like, wh- who is he? What's his favorite team? So I can kind of find something here. 
So I'll give you the scouting report on TJ. So we went to college together at Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois. It's about three hours uh, west of here. Uh, it's kind of on the border of Illinois and Iowa. Uh, he, him and I were uh, in the same fraternity and uh, he was actually one of my pledges uh, his freshman year when I was a senior. And uh, we've been friends kind of ever since then. Um, his wife and my fiance get along really well. Uh, we, you know, got a really good group of friends. We're gamers, right? We play Call of Duty. Um, he's a big Bears fan. We've gone to a couple Bears games together. Uh, he's a big golfer. He likes to play golf. He actually has a golf apparel company as well that he's getting off the ground right now. It's called Driving Greens. I actually got some really good gear, so you should check him out. And uh, is he a Bears a fan? Uh, he, yes, he just said he's a huge Bears fan. Um, he, he. Uh, I think we have two options. It's got to be something with Claypool and or Fluce, and um, perhaps combined with golf. We, want to, mm. we don't necessarily have to incorporate the golf, but or, who would he be bothered by more? Maybe so, something with Taylor Swift since well, she's taking I, I over the football world. He absolutely hates Matt Nagy. That is one thing. <laughs> <laughs> even, even though he's not on the Bears anymore, but either way, that's that's an, another uh, addition to the scouting report. I, I think his new team name should be nice and simple. You should just it should just be BU. There it is. Yeah, the the Nagy. Just go full naggy on him. Just rub it in. Be you. That's it. And then just a picture of Nagy's head. And yeah, and he has to change his logo to Nagy's face. Like all right, it. all right. <laughs> what was your first one? I hey I the world world eaters. I like your I got floosed. That's decent. <laughs> I was doing like clay pools, something, but all the words like in my a head. Taylor are. Swift angle since that's pissing off the football world. That's bullshit too. Why? Why is it uh, well, about Taylor Swift? Wait, I've I've got Nagy's club dubbed uh, from there Stephen you go. D. Club the, dubbed, the Duke okay. says, "Find the wise." Find, Find the, the wise. There's yeah. a good one for the Duke. Yeah. Okay. I got a short story on that, by the way. Uh, my two-year-old daughter was watching Sunday Night Football with me. On uh, can't see around this trophy. <laughs> Steve put <laughs> call of booty. <laughs> call of booty. <laughs> Thanks I'm for interrupting my story for, for Call just, of Booty. Go ahead. You can keep talking. Me and him are talking. You, you guys know talk. what Call of Booty. What? I'll say my story. Ray, what do you got for us fantasy wise this week? So here, uh, we'll start with the Bears, Washington on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, here, I love Brian Robinson Jr. for the Commanders, a.k.a. Um, 50 Cent Man. He came out to many men after he was shot like six times and actually had a, had a really good year um, for his first year in the league. Um, he's tearing it up this year. So I like him for Washington. Uh, for the Bears, I mean, I still think for a fantasy quarterback, I still think you're rolling with Fields. I think you're rolling with DJ Moore as well. And then if I had to give, you know, a start of the week, I mean, here, I, I would look at I mean, Kyron Williams, he's super hot right now. I mean, I know he's got a hip injury, but I mean, he's, I mean, if he's somehow available on waivers, I'd pick him up. Um, I like Laporta as well. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of really good fantasy assets still out there on the waiver wire. I mean, he even got the rookie running back with Denver. Um, he could be a possible pickup too, depending on what happens with Javante Williams. So there's a lot of good options out there for fantasy. Yeah, not picking up Kyron Williams. It's pretty much ruined my season. Um, 
Hey, Ray, Ray before you go, you, you taking the Bears in the points, or do you like the Commanders? Uh, I like the Bears in the points. All right, there it is. Ooh, we got Let's go. Let's Sa- go. Saggy Naggies. That's a good one. Brags his belly. He's still he's still working <laughs> on the the Claypool floosed my naggy. Ray, what's going on <laughs> at the dealership this week? So this this week at the dealership, um, here it's the start of a new month. Um, we got actually zero percent was just announced uh, for Silverado next door at our Chevrolet store. And at our CDJR store, we're continuing our grand reopening savings. And actually, this month is our seventh year in business. So we're going to do some special incentives for that. We've got thousands off Jeep Gladiator. I've got below invoice pricing on Pacifica. And then on the Chevrolet Traverse, I've got thousands off on that too. So I'm your guy. Uh, please visit our websites, raychevrolet.com, raycdjr.com and see what kind of deals that we can offer you. Carm's coming in later to buy, I, that, yeah. buy that green challenger. I'm, I think that would Let's be a go, good look. Carm. Let's hey, go. Can you see, can you imagine this trophy just a line right on? You could put this, you could like mount this to the top of that car, right, Ray? <laughs> yes. I, I think next year that Carm's uh, softball team will have to come there for a, do one of those car wash events where they wash people's cars I mean, that's, to raise money for their softball team. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? We got huge sponsorship <laughs> around here. And and sec- Ray, just as long as I can upgrade on, you know, next year you can put the back-to-back on there, and then in three years we get the three-peat, three trophies. Let's go. That type of thing. Appreciate love you. It. Love yeah. it, love it, love it. Ray, great stuff. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, enjoy the game tomorrow night or Thursday night, whatever day it is. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for Ray, Ray Scarpelli, Ray Auto Group. Check them out in Fox Lake. Uh, also check out Shady Ray's. Where you can take on the sun with gear built to last. We still got a few days left here of summer-like weather. Hopefully the sun sticks around before it disappears for three months like it normally does in the winter here. Uh, Regardless, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. They are an independent sunglass company offering a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that is not all because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose your sunglasses or break them, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, for some reason, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's absolutely no risk when you shop. So here's what you're going to do. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Get that deal right now. ShadyRays.com. Code CHGO. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Needed those shades last night because the bling off this trophy was just coming at me so fast. It was, it was. I should, I should have my shade rays on. Cram Dango for a fantasy football name, Lucy Goosey Flucy. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we got, got, we got, I got, got you, Law. <laughs> Super Chris, chats. Chris Panko had an amazing contribution this year. Audrey one. Wayne. Okay, we got to go in like four minutes. We have eleven super chats ranging from twenty dollars down. I'll to be quiet. Night. I'm not going to talk. I will say whole four minutes. All these all these super chats are also part of this championship. Go ahead, Hulk. The Duke, twenty dollars. <laughs> I want to play hypothetical. Let's say you're my bookie, and I want to bet that the Bears coach gets fired after we lose Thursday. What are you setting my odds for at over point five coaches fired? What about if I change it to head coach? Oof. Duke, uh, I, you're... Uh, by the way, you, I mean... You 6% can, chance. I, the books yeah, do have... 
Oh, yeah, first coach fired. Props on that for first coach fired. So, I mean, you, yeah. there is actually. But a- after this week. Uh, I would I would take the under. It, it, Excuse me. It's a it's just can't, <laughs> it's this thing's so big. Uh, it's it's a wild card with Kevin Warren, That's dude. What she said. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Duke eight one one again twenty dollars. I love that Baldy called you out on it. Guys with measurables aren't talented football players by default. You don't get points for running the forty on the sideline. Cram polls has built a crap roster based on track and field stats. Yeah, you dumbass. Yeah, Cram. Ryan Poles has some work to do. $20. Carm is the perfect fit for CHGO Bears. He starts singing and we think we've hit rock bottom. Now he's softball king and he's going to talk our ears off about it. Remember, with the Bears and with Carm, it can always get worse. Wait till you hear the, the songs. Yeah. Against you. Yeah. Wait till you hear the songs he's got. Well, Duke saved up for I, us. I just gave you a part of this trophy, and you know what? I'm still giving it to you because you're allowed to 100%. express your thoughts on yeah. my championship He's team. He's paid his way yeah. into Wait, Also, you. you lied. There is not 2023 CHGO written on here, nor is there 2022 WGN. Well, it will be written on Wait, Why didn't they honor WGN last year? It's messed up. Apparently, I don't know. Also, GN- why is that thing so heavy? It's a piece of plastic. I mean, it's not heavy to me because, you know, we just... We I, I like on this one team. from Steven. $20 from Steven M. Don't know the guy's name in the middle, but he said we should put in a Taysom Hill package or fields and play Bajant. That was ridiculous. He's <laughs> improving, and I hope he continues to prove you wrong throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, my name is Carm Steven, and uh, I am a champion. I am a champion. <laughs> Thank you, and, and, and I am happy to be proven wrong about, if you want to put it like that, on that take. Seth. Crane, $20. I've made up my mind if the Bears fire the staff. The last OC that I can remember that took an older QB and turned them into an MVP type player was Shanahan. I want Ben Johnson, proven play caller, revived Goff's career. Seth, we are going to have a show coming up probably fairly soon as to who our top candidates are to be the next Bears head coach. (laughs) Uh, Daniel Trump, $10. Only one backup on the O-line right now. Tevin Jenkins is back. Nate Davis is back. Cody at center. Darnell right at tackle. uh, At right tackle. Should be a little better. Well, that's assuming Tevin uh, can play Thursday. You're also putting Cody back at center. Of course you are. Have you seen the other guy? Oh. Okay, I, I'm just assuming that putting he's putting Cody back at center. Okay, yes. okay, all right. You have to. Ethan Rucker, nine ninety nine. I live in upstate New York, and I'm surrounded by Bills fans. They were happy that Edmonds wasn't back in Buffalo, saying that he's always a couple seconds behind the play. I'm afraid we are starting to see that. I wish Tremaine Edmonds had Jack Sanborn's instincts. Mm. So far, the best thing I've seen about Tremaine Edmonds is his press conferences. When he talks, I, I find him to be very enjoyable. But this is a, a if you're ta- if you're if you're talking about things that matter, by the way, trading a second round pick for Chase Claypool, that's bad. But going f- a five year deal at 19 million for Tremaine Edmonds is worse. Well, Edmonds it, hasn't. OK, it's been four games. He's not terrible. He's been a pretty solid player. He's a couple time pro bowler. Um, I've seen nothing. give him a little bit more time to acclimate to the team. Uh, is that an Australian seven? Correct. Yep. Adam Simpson. I think uh, Law's got to read this one in his accent. <clears throat> All right. Adam Simpson from Australia says, Australia's number one bear fan. We fucking suck. 
<laughs> I miss eight and eight and mediocrity. Love the show. Enjoy it more than the games. That's great. That Adam, great. you're a champion, that too. That was great. I didn't even know when I handed it off to Law that there was an F word in there. That made me I mean, better. Yeah, it, fits, it fits the Australian That's profile. That's great. That's great. Say crikey or anything. Steven, five dollars. Crikey. <laughs> How about the best 11 on defense, regardless of position? You go three DL. Wow, you found three defensive linemen that are worth playing. Uh, three linebackers and five DBs. A little three three five action. We could talk to the defensive coordinator and let him know that that's your thought, Steven, and it's uh, as good as any other thought at this point. Let's be honest. The defensive coordinator talks tomorrow at House Hall. <laughs> Zach, Zach Osborne, Aussie and no C-word. <laughs> yeah. Brant, 199. It's all the players' fault if you listen to Getsy. Timothy Williams. And it's, one- all, and it's all the... <laughs> 199 from Timothy. He found his groove in D.C., the coming out party. Is that supposed to be Thursday? You know, Kevin Kennedy played a great first yeah. base when he came out this year. I think I just figured it out. The Bears have a D.C. They have an O.C. They have a special teams coordinator. They don't have a head coach. Huh? Maybe the guy with the trophy needs to be uh, leading things I, on the sideline. We don't have any time, and I should stop talking, period. But, what was your uh, story, you should stop talking. So Sunday night I get home, my daughter, she's running around the house yelling, da bears, should I tell her to, maybe she should, I don't know if that, I don't know if I should tell her the truth on that. But regardless, she's sitting there watching football with me and she, I actually have like a three minute video of it on my phone and all this stuff comes up, like what's a sack, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Matt Nagy pops up on the screen and I go, that's Matt Nagy. And she goes, Why? And I was like, exactly. I was looking for the whys. That's Livy's. She got, knew that. that. That's that's the intuition that comes when your dad is Adam Ho. You just sense these things. Or Addie's she's just, got that too. Or she's just a two-year-old that says why a lot. But you know, I thought it made sense. This stupid trophy. I haven't been able to see Braggs or you the whole show. I know. It's it's. Uh, that seems like a positive. It's been just, I, I forget, you know, who I've, who I've left out. Uh, Brett. Brett was great this year when Brett came out. Joey, game one, dude was fantastic. That's, I mean, I mean. I have 10 perfectly healthy digits. I'm very happy you guys won. I'm going to end this show now because CHGO Cubs is coming up at 120. And, uh, uh, this trophy will be back Thursday night. Yeah. It's a week-long fine. thing. Yeah, well. Can it please be put down there? Next time, and not waved around the whole yep, time. Preview show tomorrow with Nick and Will. Yep. And then we'll be back here for game day on Thursday. Also, if you missed it last night, Bears After Dark, Braggs, Corey Wooten. Really good stuff. Make sure you go check it out. It's on my to-do list today on my drive home. Uh, you can always find our show as a podcast, even if you're not here on the YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. And what Rate and review, too. If yeah, you give us a five-star review. Four-star equals a zero-star review, so it better be a five-star. Thank you very Here's much. Chance, be kind. Mom, as we leave, you mm-hmm. want to sing We Are the Champions? Sure, why not? We are the